0: to unhinged movie misfits i'm kayla
1: and i'm sam
0: and today we're reviewing the baker and talk to me
1: we're starting to get into the hard times of movies right now <laughs> they
0: were the best of times yeah <laughs> they the, were the worst
1: of times <laughs> so pretty much all movies are scared of barbenheimer yeah uh People will be confused if they're listening to our episodes in order because we released that one super early.
0: We did. We scrambled to release that one. Yeah,
1: so we'll have a good amount of padding for these other movies that you all don't care about and we'll watch when they come to streaming.
0: Yeah, most of these movies... A lot of you all, I would assume, probably are going to wait until they're on streaming services, but we we take one for the team, and we have regal passes. So yeah.
1: We-, <laughs> we take this podcast seriously, and we see two movies every week, no matter what. No <laughs> matter what's out there. We see the best two options that we can find, and we bring you the important opinions. Just so- for you all. So- <laughs> Actually, no, we were
0: doing this way before. but
1: <laughs> but uh, So this week, uh, it's going to be next week's episode, it's even... More rough. Yeah,
0: we're going to be getting some pretty rough ones.
1: So we're going to start off with a movie that was rough. Um, We actually tried to see another movie at Central Cinema, but I read the dates wrong because I'm a doofus. You're not a doofus. You're just dyslexic. Yeah, so ADD dyslexic and uh, we so we don't have a review for Sympathy for the Devil for you. No,
0: and, it's okay though because we did just get to use our regal pass again. and am like, oh, the oh damn I guess
1: I'll just not spend any money to watch another movie. <laughs> yeah. So we saw the Baker instead.
0: Yeah, we, we, we weren't going to see the Baker at first because there's not any reviews on it. Yes,
1: it was getting better reviews than Sympathy for the Devil though. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think the people that see it
1: don't hate it like don't
0: hate it (laughs) there's there's a few uh, i was just reading the reviews on there there's a few people that seem to really hate it but i don't know there's just not that many people seeing it i
1: was expecting to hate it more and came out pleasantly meh yeah (laughs) i was
0: expecting to kind of hate it and then i walked out and i was like no okay i guess
1: so we'll just get ahead so so don't worry about spoilers for this movie i know none of you are going to watch it and should you take your time out to watch this movie no so, I'm not even going to give a spoiler warning yeah, honestly, because who gives a fuck?
0: Honestly, if you're a Ron Perlman fan and you want to wait until this is on streaming, sure, give it a watch, I guess. If you're really
1: that bored, then you've seen every yeah. single other good movie in the world, <laughs> and then you can get to it. If you're just a super Ron Perlman fan, then I guess this is for you. <laughs> so, Ron Perlman's pretty old. He's like 75 now, right? I don't know. We, we always well, just think make so. up ages. Uh, am I getting that right? It's Ron Perlman. People say I keep messing up people's names. Uh, oh, I think it's <laughs> I think actually
0: I'm... Roan.
1: Oh, okay. So, Mr. Peelman. <laughs> Mr. Peelman. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, So, some people call this genre of movies, some people say this movie is a geezer teaser. Oh, yeah. So, a geezer teaser is kind of a modern phenomenon, and I was even saying it this week when we saw a movie, that a lot of our action stars are older. Um, A lot of the biggest action stars in cinema right now, like Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise, are like in their 50s or 60s even. Oh, yeah. Ron Perlman is 73 years old. Okay. So, a lot of our big action stars are aging out, and there's not a lot of... Young action stars that are picking that up. Uh, I think a lot of the younger action stars just become Marvel fans, Marvel stars, and then that ruins their career. And then yeah, they, they can't get, actually be action like, stars. Like Chris
0: Hemsworth, he probably could have been an action star. He's been just doing that.
1: straight to straight to Netflix movies. Yeah. That's where his career has gone. Good job, man. He, Hope that I mean, Marvel like, money was worth it. He has the
0: body type and the 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 acting to be an action star. Maybe
1: John Cena is a good one, young yeah. one.
0: John Cena is a good
1: one. But I'm not even sure how old he is. He's got to be kind of... He's got to be in his... He's in his 40s, isn't he? I
0: thought you were going to say his 80s. No, No, he's in
1: his 40s. (laughs) Look, there's there's no big, young action stars right now. So the geezer teaser is kind of like... Think of your dad... And he's sitting in front of you know the streaming service, and he's like sees a bunch of movie. He's like, oh, there's a there's a new Bruce Willis movie that came out. I, why didn't I hear about that one? Oh, there's another Bruce Willis movie. What's this? Oh wow, there's been like five Bruce Willis movies that have come out. Why didn't I hear about these? <laughs> R.I.P. Bruce Willis before he died because he has dementia, and that's why he was doing all the shitty movies he could as quite yeah, quick as the, he could. I
0: feel bad for that reason. So the other
1: like like uh, other stars that are doing geezer teasers are um Steven Skull, of course. Yeah. And um so this is kind of goes into that geezer teaser where they have a big name and they think you're going to go see the movie just to see an old action star even though Ron Perlman was more of like a big a badass more than an action star. He didn't really do the action y yeah, part. He, he always just kind of like, like kicked ass. big f-
0: stoic quiet man. Yeah,
1: that kicks ass. And that's what he plays in this. Uh so uh if the movie's okay. I thought that I thought I would hate it more. And towards the beginning of the movie, I did hate it, because it seemed pretty stupid. Like yeah, Ron the Perlman beginning... Act, Ron, like, <laughs> Ron Perlman acts fine, but, like, the 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 fight scene... There's one fight scene that's good. Mm-hmm. The rest of the fight scenes are pretty meh, with crappy CGI blood and nothing to write home about. Uh, the good scenes in the movie are more of Ron Perlman talking, and the dialogue scenes with the small action scenes. Uh, the movie is about...
0: It's about a son who um
1: he does a no country for old men he
0: does a No country for old men (laughs) this is great value no country for old men
1: (laughs) he sees uh a fight and picks up some money that's obviously involved in some it's not money oh it's drugs yeah drugs drugs. it's uh little packets of pink pink heroin pink heroin yeah i'm
0: assuming heroin
1: I don't think anyone's
0: going that crazy over pink
1: cocaine. I think they showed people shooting it up. They showed people. They, they, up. they, yeah. got, the,
0: they got the Barbie cocaine. They over got here. the
1: Barbie cocaine and everyone wants it. <laughs> the Barbie core cocaine.
0: <laughs> and a bunch so, of girls came out of the bathroom and like, we heard you have cocaine.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, the, a son picks up. He's a, a limo driver, kind of. He picks up a bag of drugs and he's trying to sell it to make money and then the mob chases him down you know it's a story you've seen a thousand times and he has a kid that's mute they go with the mute kid thing maybe do you think they wrote the movie and they're like we the kids a mute in the movie or do you think they had the kid and the kid opened their mouth and like you can't act you're mute you know what honestly
0: <laughs> most child actors can't need to be
1: mute act. <laughs> that's a good point they can't it's act. just a trope now you know yeah mute it is child
0: mute well i it's i mean it it's a good one, I guess, if you don't want to fuck up the child acting because yeah. they just they just can't act. And that's just because kids at that age don't understand human emotion very well. Well,
1: it's also the writer's fault because uh, they don't write kids to actually act like kids.
0: Right. Sometimes we watch a movie and the kids, whenever they give those kids free reign to just be a kid, they do fine. They do great. But whenever they try to make them act a certain way, because and then most of the time as adults we have no we have no grasp anymore on how kids talk or act in general and then we try to make them act a certain way and then they're like they look like little robots
1: yeah that's true for the movie we saw this week that we'll be reviewing next week yeah uh, so, so the kid was ugh, i mean they pulled off being a mute how hard's that i mean i guess i shouldn't make fun of child actors but I like to see it when it's done her, well. Her it does facial, fine. her
0: facial expressions, the way she. You know, clapped like and stuff like way. that.
1: A-plus <laughs> clapping. A-plus clapping.
0: You know, she did th- that kind of stuff really well. Whenever she was stressed out, I could tell she was stressed out. Like, she was overall fine with her expressions. I'm not going to fault her there.
1: Yeah. So, the son drops this mute kid off at his estranged father, who's a baker. Hence the name of the movie. He's they a said baker. It. They said it. <laughs> the baker. He's a baker. He He's a baker. His... They show scenes of him baking. You
0: know, we never... I don't think we ever find out why they're estranged from each other
1: no they don't they just kind of allude that he was a bad father because of his job which is alluded to that he was some kind of secret agent they never really tell you
0: yeah some kind of secret agent or
1: (laughs) generic secret agent man (laughs) generic oh my god geriatric secret agent man (laughs) so so yeah the the son drops the kid off and then he gets killed by the mob um so there's other geezers in this movie too they were really so uh elias i'm mean, gonna uh, oh god damn it i'm get ready for me to do my first name fuck up of the day oh no do you need help elias coat code coat Co-, 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 Co coats coats cotias Co- cotias Co- there it is but you you'll recognize him he was in crash uh the good crash i mean <laughs> the... <laughs> i
0: probably fucked that up too but I don't he care. was in
1: the good crash shutter island zodiac benjamin button he, you'll recognize him. He's he's a familiar face, and also uh, the other big geezer teaser star is Harvey Keitel. Yeah. So they got some, that's where the money went. This had a $10 million budget, and there was probably some embezzling there, because there's no way they spent it on effects. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the blood in the fights looked like shit.
0: Yeah, it was was definitely digital CGI iMovie blood, and I was like, nice.
1: iMovie blood, God. (laughs) So, yeah, the the father gets killed, and then, uh, you know, Moron Perlman, just known as the Baker, has to take care of the kid, and you, they they grow a relationship as he tries to figure out who's trying to get this bag and keep the kids safe. You know this plot. Uh, the things yeah, that you this, think will happen. Oh my happen. God. Ron
0: Perlman treats this child like she's just a cat that he doesn't want for, like. <laughs> he's, he's the
1: one that looks like a cat. He, he
0: does look like a cat. <laughs> but you know, like, when if you bring a cat home and your dad is all grumpy about it and he's like, mm, I'm not going to. Mm, I don't want to get emotionally attached to that cat. Get that cat out of here. That was I don't you with your cat. cat. you shut up. <laughs> and then, you know, the next day the cat's sleeping on your belly and you're like, oh, sweet kitty. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, so the kid's a kleptomaniac, too. Oh my God.
0: That was actually one of my favorite parts of this entire movie is the fact that this kid is a kleptomaniac. Yeah. It was really funny.
1: <laughs> so at the beginning of the movie, I was starting to turn pretty sour on it after watching the first fight scene, which was pretty bl- brutal. It would have been good. That, God, they need to stop adding the fucking, what you call it, iMovie blood effects. movie blood effects. I movie
0: blood effects. They, it looks like it was filmed on a Samsung fridge. They,
1: they could have <laughs> not done that to that fight scene and made it a lot better. Yeah. Like, just have some restraint and don't put that bullshit in and that fight scene would have been a whole lot fucking better. So uh the fight scene had its points but also looked like crap so ended up being mediocre just like the fucking movie and then the, the what was starting to kill me there was a lot of really bad sound effects in the movie and oh, this yeah. girl takes a bite of bread and it makes a crunch it, and it like,
0: crunches and i was like jesus christ did her teeth come out I'm, with that too i'm like how stale is this guy's bread oh my god why is this bread so hard uh,
1: so i was like oh my god this is gonna be a slog but it really wasn't. Uh, Ron Perlman is the only thing holding this together. And he... He carried this movie he on his this movie. He did. <laughs> uh, even though the fight scenes weren't great. There were a few scenes that I liked. I think one of my favorite scenes... The, the scenes that were well shot and well lit were him interrogating people. The scene of him talking to the drug addicts was yeah. a pretty well lit and shot scene. And then it was followed up by a mediocre fight. And then the scene where he impersonates the uh, attendant in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And the, that scene was shot pretty well until they fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one good fight scene in the movie takes place in the back of his baker yeah his, or his, his baker, baker, van. baker van and uh that scene actually had some impressive camera work it did i was effect. like
0: why didn't they just keep like this this type of energy they could have just focused more on the one-on-one fights and have those innovative kills and done a way better movie honestly
1: and, and I'll, I'll say this too you know um they didn't have the money to pull a fucking harrison ford cgi thing
0: no, they didn't. <laughs> so,
1: you can tell it was a body double. A, uh, I mean, you could tell, but it wasn't, like, super obvious. It was more obvious that Harrison Ford's face was on a body double than it yeah. was that Ron Perlman had a body double. Like, the fight scenes in this movie were better than the fight... This movie was better, and the fight scenes in this movie were better than the Indiana, Indiana Jones scene. And we're scene. saying
0: that the fight scenes were pretty bad at times in yeah. this one. <laughs> well,
1: I was not falling asleep like I was during that yeah. fucking movie. Jesus Christ. So... I it was more believable. Um that was the best scene. He breaks some guy's neck with a rolling pin. And
0: I haven't seen that before and I was like that was cool. And I'm like I oh like they that. did it. His name's
1: the Baker and they brought it back. And they brought it back. <laughs> they brought it back. Key, they brought it back. Yeah. So the plot's pretty ugh, there's no reason to go through the plot. So the only the only thing that I'll say
0: I like the the girl's um the scene where the girl is wanting to steal that unicorn keychain. He's like we don't do that anymore and she's like mm-hmm <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> she no has word. like her own little spiritual awakening and what for she's like he right i well i mean like he was enjoying it for at first too because she pulled out some random dude's credit card and paid for their hotel
1: i was, I was like <laughs> i was like we only steal from big corporations yeah
0: <laughs> we don't steal from the little the little indie business over here sorry girl
1: <laughs> so the only thing i really liked in the movie but they could have so so the uh hitman uh Elias Guy, I can't pronounce. Cotillas. <laughs> K- <laughs> <laughs> uh You know, he's the like hitman that uh, Harvey Keitel... They have a number of scenes together where it's just Harvey Keitel walking around being like, I'm a badass and you're going to do what I tell you to do because I'm a big boss.
0: I'm a big boss in Hawaiian <laughs> shirt.
1: Yeah. They were the, that was those scenes. <laughs> they did that like five times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the only... The only, like, thing that stood out as unique in the movie to me was the, you know, the Baker was an old man, and that hitman they were sending after him was an old man, too, and he was also coming to the end of his career as a hitman, and he was starting to have flashbacks and uh, regrets from it. Mm-hmm. But they could have done it a little bit. I see what they were trying to do, and I appreciate it, but they could have done better. yeah. And uh, so, uh, towards the end of the movie, after well,
0: you know, Ron Perlman is having flashbacks too, and it kind of at first I didn't understand where I was like, okay, well, how are they going? Is he having
1: a heart attack? Is yeah. he having
0: is he having a stroke right now? Is you know, he having it was a like
1: Panic. It was like a panic attack.
0: He was having nightmares <laughs> and having flashbacks, and it finally comes back around at the end. But I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> Thought maybe we were going to see why he doesn't like his son, but we never find that
1: out. No, they don't do a whole lot of development on him uh so towards the end of the movie what it was it was rather quick he just like you know you think there's going to be a big fight towards the end of the movie there's not because <laughs> you know
0: yeah he finally finds his son and his son's dead Yeah, he
1: finds his son he may he finds the hitman and then mm-hmm. he they don't have a fight he just walks up behind him and they don't have like a shootout he just walks up behind him has a gun and it's like show me where my son is he shows him where his where His son is badly buried in the sand at some beach.
0: Yeah, like half-ass buried in the sand (laughs) in the beach. What kind of shitty
1: hit men are this? Like, you want a body not to be found, dumbasses?
0: Do your job better. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was on purpose because, like you said, he was he was like having flashbacks and stuff too. Maybe he wanted to be caught or something.
1: Yeah. So he he kind of you know wants to be killed and then ron perlman's character is like no i'm not going to kill you and tell me where your boss is and he lets him go well and that's he only because he was
0: going to drown that guy and then the, the girl the shows up yeah. yeah
1: so i was kind of hoping they went harder with that and was like pay you know i i was the ending i wanted was for him to be like redeem yourself let's go get your boss mm-hmm. but instead it's just a scene where ron perlman comes in and says, here's your drugs, Mr. Kaitel." And he says, I remember you from the past. Vaguely he, something. Yeah, Who he, knows?
0: He, he says the butcher becomes the baker. And I was like, oh, that was he fucking. He said the line. He, that was fucking corny.
1: <laughs> Wait for the next movie, The Candlestick Maker.
0: The Candlestick Maker. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the prequel's going to be The Butcher. Uh, so they don't even fight. There's nothing. And he's just like, here's your drugs. He's like, okay. By mr baker and then the movie ends and and then it's like a almost a mid-credits scene where they start playing the, the credits oh the girl talked <laughs> oh the girl said like cool or one of those dumb shit and things no, she that you said she to... said
0: i like this song
1: oh i like this song yeah god what was the song
0: i don't i don't know they, Some... they brought
1: it up from the beginning of the movie i, I can't oh, fucking remember <laughs> Dude, I, if i didn't have to do this review I would have forgotten about this movie. As soon as this review's <laughs> out and it's posted, I'm going to forget about I think it. And I never remember, think
0: I remember more of this movie than you did. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm never going to think about this movie again. <laughs> it wasn't horrible. It was basically... Okay. It was like a good TV episode. Yeah. And you know what? I've seen better TV episodes. Like, I have
0: seen better TV episodes. Because TV's
1: pretty, like, prestige now. Like, mm-hmm. episodes of Reacher are better than this. Yeah. There's, like, a bad episode of Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, then it sh- after the credits starts, then it doesn't, it's like, it's like they're like, oh, shit, should we, like, kill the bad guy in this movie? They're like, oh, fuck, we forgot to do that, didn't we? So it just shows the camera walking up behind Harvey Keitel, and he turns around. And, and you know, there's, there's no gunshot. gunshot, there's no yeah. body, it just cuts, and I'm like... <sighs> okay <laughs> all okay. right that was all right it was all right it <laughs> was all right it was okay too bad zach didn't see it or we'd have his opinion yeah zach didn't <laughs> see it with us yeah. so don't see that uh watch something better um geezer teaser there's worse geezer teasers out there yeah there are so what's the other better movie that we saw <laughs> that week
0: <laughs> uh, we saw talk to me which is an australian horror movie uh produced by a24
1: yeah so this movie's been getting a lot of attention. uh it's been getting you know, I think I'm gonna go ahead and I think a lot of the attention is pretty hyperbolic.
0: yeah, I agree i've um I've seen variations of this movie and the themes explored several times over.
1: yeah it's it's a good movie here we'll give our reviews pretty upfront. It's a good movie.
0: I would, you I know, enjoyed I, it. I recommend it. I mean, three and a
1: half stars. I, it's a good movie. Is it a great movie? Uh, no. Um, it's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. And it's this, these directors, it's their first movie. And, uh, I'm not familiar with them. I think they're Zoomers. I think they're pretty young. And they had a YouTube, um, a YouTube channel called Rocka Raka, And I think it was primarily a, uh, a a comedy, um, a comedy YouTube.
0: Oh, out of I'm not familiar with it at all.
1: So they're young directors off of you, off of YouTube fame, famous YouTube zoomers. Could have been worse off of YouTube zoomers. No,
0: yeah, I, it could have been way worse. I didn't. I I like this movie. I I enjoyed watching it. I just um, I don't know. Like I was sorry. I was reading the reviews on Letterbox and just seeing like how much people are hyping this up. And I think that it's the same phenomena I see with other movies with this similar theme is that every time we see we have a mass understanding of the actual theme of a movie, which is grief and mental illness, suddenly everyone's like, this is the most important movie ever. Actually, guys, we have so many movies like this. Please, please, please watch more movies. One of those,
1: it's like that, um, one of those points, I think the Scream movie this year actually made this point, but I've seen a lot of people talk about it too, about hating the term elevated horror, because horror has always been elevated. It's
0: always been elevated.
1: Ever since the inception of horror, ever since some kid was in a bed and they're, you know, a parent what's telling them a scary story. That story had a moral and a lesson to it. Horror has always been elevated.
0: Yeah. Horror has always been elevated. A lot of movies have always been elevated. I was literally just talking about Godzilla to Sam last night and the origins of Godzilla and the actual themes behind it. Like, um, the original Godzilla was, they disturbed, they disturbed their habitat while researching the H-bomb and trying to create it. And then Godzilla comes out and destroys Japan. And that is like a really deep theme for that time. (laughs) It wasn't just a monster that they created.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Most horror movies through the 60s, 70s, 80s. Well, maybe not. Well, yeah, the 80s. Well, even... Like we were talking about in our Oppenheimer review. I
0: think that, unfortunately, a lot of people, whenever they, they hear horror and they just automatically think of just...
1: The Conjuring ruined this shit. That's the what The Conjuring,
0: happened. or they think of schlocky 80s films, and I like schlocky 80s films. I mean, you well, At least f-
1: they had craft to them. They like, At least
0: they had boobs.
1: Yeah, craft and boobs. Craft
0: and boobs. Like, practical infected boobs. Like, why how, how is that not elevated?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Zoomers are still too scared of... Too scared of nudity to get that Like, back you there. can
0: fix a lot of things with just taking off your, your top.
1: So... um. So, so this movie i i felt like a movie that came out last year was pretty similar to this it ha- handled a lot of the same themes of grief and suicide oh wait sewer slide sewer slide um handled a lot of the same themes as this and, and mental some, illness and yeah. mental illness and had a lot of the same um explorations of it in fear called smile mm-hmm. and i give it the same review as this i've actually kind of watched Smile twice now. I think it's a good movie. I think people, but I was wondering why people cling to this movie more and less that one. I think some of the reasons is Smile seems a little sillier. Smile
0: does seem a little, uh, it does seem kind of sillier at times. And I want to say it's a little on the nose at times with the smile on the face. and yeah. You know, it's a little... But I still like Smile. I don't mind on-the-nose themes when they're done correctly. I still
1: think it's pretty on-the-nose in this movie. It It is. is on-the-nose. Like you said, that's why the reviews are so high, because it's so on-the-nose that even your average idiot can get it.
0: Right, yeah. It's so on-the-nose that you understand that she's having a mental breakdown through this entire Talk To Me movie. And it's... And while I get that no one come for me, I'm not saying that this isn't like an important topic. I'm only saying that this has been explored in horror specifically for a long time, a I very think the, long time. I think the
1: best movie in recent memory to do this is Hereditary. I agree. It has the same themes. Hereditary,
0: And there are so many people that fucking hate that so movie. A lot of
1: people hate Hereditary because the themes are too stupid for them to understand. And this movie tells the themes in a way that even your dumb shit Zoomer can't because it's for dumb shit. I, mean, I even think it's that, done well. I
0: think that like at times in Hereditary, while the the themes are more subtle and not as on the nose, there are times that the themes are still... On the nose, like whenever she's saying, "I wish I didn't wasn't your mother," you know, those are those are times where that should really like speak to the audience. But then it goes over everyone's heads, and then they start hating on Hereditary, and I don't get it. I think the Hereditary did those themes extremely well without it being so like in your face.
1: Hereditary is a five star, perfectly crafted movie. I
0: agree, and the reason why I like before anyone comes for me, I I like more subtle. like subtle doings and cinematography and everything with mental illness and grief, because that's how that works in real life. You don't always have someone in front of you just saying, you know what, I want to fucking kill myself. Like it doesn't work like that. And whenever you see those things suddenly done, you actually see how it's actually portrayed in real life and people around you
1: yeah they do not
0: everyone exists on the fucking internet <laughs>
1: they they do they do some good things with it in this movie i think the movie shot really well and it is kind of down to earth and the effects are gritty i yeah. think that's another thing that people like it i'm excited to see another one from these directors i think that um like this movie on paper you've seen before they yeah. replace a ouija board or replace a porcelain hand with a Ouija board. And you have seen this movie before.
0: Yeah, you've seen people talking to the dead and then thinking that they're talking to their dead relatives. This movie has been done. You've
1: seen people use a Ouija board and their friends get possessed and ghosts haunt them. Like, that's what this movie is. Spoiler alert.
0: And spoiler (laughs) alert, those movies from the past with the Ouija boards had the same exact themes as this one.
1: Yeah. Um... (laughs) But it's a good movie. Uh, I think we're just going a little hard on it because... I'm
0: not, yeah, I, I still like this movie. I still recommend it. I'm, we'll talk, we'll I, get I just to the get good a little parts. Frustrated. Yeah, yeah. I get a little frustrated whenever it, people think that movies like this, they hype it up to a point that it doesn't need to be hyped up that much because they think that it's some groundbreaking thing. It's not...
1: It's great that it was that low budget and has made its money back in the middle of Barbieheimer. Right. That, I'll say that. That's, that, that's that should impressive. be impressive. And that's good.
0: impressive. And I like the practical effects. Because like,
1: people are going out to see... Uh, in any horror movie like this like they should
0: yeah and i always want to promote horror and tell everyone to go it's see a, it's horror. a
1: fraction of the budget of something like insidious and it's so much fucking better than those oh, shit yeah movies. hell
0: yeah go see this over insidious fuck that movie
1: <laughs> um so i guess we'll get into the plot and stuff now i know we've talked the shit out of the movie now we might think we were are giving it a bad review I'm not but giving we're not it a bad review well, i i agree with kayla i A lot of the times I see a movie, I think the one that really pissed me off was when Joker came out. I'll see a movie and I'll be like, oh, I like that. That was okay. And then everyone else is like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. I'm like, whoa, you know what? I'm starting to hate that movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not to that
1: level in this movie. I don't
0: hate it. I don't think that there's really anything, any overhype that could make me hate it because it's not a bad movie at all.
1: I don't even have like very strong, like negative criticisms towards the movie either just that um it's not as unique it
0: it didn't it wasn't unique enough to wow me into four four and a half star territory for
1: a horror movie it was solid though so let's get into the plot um i think most of the actors are pretty new on the scene too i think the only one that people are going to really remember is miranda otto Mm uh you remember her from the lord of the rings movies and she's probably the biggest star in this movie. Right. So pretty low budget, you know. I think a lot of the uh actors in this, it was their first big movie or even slightly big movie. It was shot in um South um Australia, where Rocka Raka is. I know nothing about these two. <laughs> <laughs> The Rock, a, the Rock the Act brothers. We've been
0: trying to um slog through another Southern Australia movie. God
1: <laughs> We yes. will talk about that. It sucks one. in Southern Australia, apparently.
0: <laughs> all, all you all do is like Talk and talk at the table and eat vegemite apparently and
1: accidentally fuck with kangaroos that's a joke no <laughs> one
0: from australia come for me that was totally a joke I think,
1: is that the name of this review come to me <laughs> come for me come for me
0: so, i'm just like I'm, I'm just roasting everyone and like oh no i'm sorry guys
1: so uh the movie touches on grief the movie begins with uh the main the main lady what's her name mia uh her mother died of a maybe suicide probable suicide yeah the dad's the dad's sketchy about it i liked at the beginning they didn't I show think, the dad's face
0: yeah yeah i think that they i think that he was just in denial
1: yeah, well, no one, I think he knew and he didn't want to... He, tell. He No one accidentally comes up takes
0: that many sleeping pills.
1: Yeah, he, so he tells his daughter that she accidentally took the sleeping pills. And they don't really show his face at the beginning of the movie. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was done really well. Like, yeah. them doing that for thematic purposes and to try to explain something about uh, their fucked up relationship at the moment. Because mm-hmm. they don't really show his face until a lot later when he's coming clean. Yeah. Spoilers.
0: <laughs> um yeah they don't show his face and we find out it's been two years since her mom died and she goes over to her friend's house
1: yeah and like i said you could replace so it's a porcelain hand that's in like a shake hand position
0: yeah her and her friend and
1: they she's, kept calling her friend a bitch and you agreed with them <laughs> She's a cunt. Okay, Kayla agrees. So, one that of the. That friend is a fucking cunt. I didn't really see it that much. Uh, maybe you're pick uh, Maybe it's a woman thing. <laughs> I didn't really think she was that bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, she seemed fine to me. One of the other characters in the movie, uh, Haley. Which was it was a good inclusion of a uh, non-binary character. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, it was. It was just a really subtle, not subtle, but like
1: it wasn't an in-your-face. It wasn't an in-your-face.
0: It wasn't someone going, "Hi, I'm non-binary."
1: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That's the best. Uh, that's the best way to do it. They handled it very well. But uh, that that character, Haley, kept um, <laughs> like called, was really hostile towards her friend. And yeah, to, she
0: was like, "Mia's fucking weird and annoying." And I was like, "No, uh, Mia's
1: the main chick. You're thinking of Jade." oh yeah yes yeah, so. no
0: no yeah jade's a cunt
1: <laughs> okay what <whatever>. whoa <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i didn't get that but everyone else hated her
0: <laughs> i don't know i thought she was a bit of a cunt i yeah. mean i'd probably still be your friend but she is a bit of a cunt
1: so it's uh jade and her brother riley um they go to a party and so they're playing with, like I said this hand, which is basically a stand-in for a Ouija board mm-hmm. uh I one of the uh, I like an old movie an 80s movie that we watched it was just like a year or so ago you know a year or so the our whole relationship <laughs> uh, uh witch board yeah and so uh, th- some of those scenes reminded me of those old 80s movies but yeah, so they're basically conjuring the dead to speak with them to talk to me they said it mm-hmm. um through you grip this hand and you say it and you, you shake light a the candle hand, yeah you, you light shake a the candle. Little hand
0: you light a candle to open the portal
1: yeah, And then you have 90 seconds to basically do a party trick for YouTube or not YouTube, uh, Snapchat, Snapchat was, and TikTok. It they, was TikTok. They bring up Snapchat. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: forget that people use Snapchat now for like those types of videos. Maybe that's, well,
1: it was made by Zoomers. So apparently I thought Zoomers didn't like that.
0: No, no. They Snapchat's become a thing again because people use Snapchat all the time because you can vanish your own conversations. Wow. Well. i don't use snapchat so i
1: don't know (laughs) so it's so they they so they pretty much use this as like a party trick yeah and i think that's the pretty much the most unique part of the movie Mm -hmm. uh the scenes where they're like just having fun at a party and like conjuring the dead and you see them and the effects on the dead people are pretty good yeah and um they look gross and they sound gross when they're like talking and uh, they do like this watery effect to their voice. Yeah, and it's, th-
0: those scenes were really good.
1: They were done well, and it's it, it, yeah, it gives you this feeling that the other world is like a bad place, and it's just like you, they don't really, you know. Just with the grossness of them and their watery voice, it kind of gives you a feeling of the other side being this like type of underwater place. They do it really well of just using the effects and the voice work Mm -hmm. to give you an idea of what the other side is like. Yeah. Uh, So, But the kids just use it as a party trick. They just think it's a great gag.
0: Well, yeah, because as long as you just end it and close everything off in 90 seconds, you're fine.
1: So the dead talk through you. Your eyes go black and the dead talk through you and then you like, s- s- the dead person talks through somebody and says a bunch of shit to the people in the room mm-hmm. and then they cut off the conversation. Mm-hmm. So those scenes are fun and they go on for a bit. There's a couple scenes like that. Yeah. And um I think that's the. Pretty much where the unique parts of the movie are, yeah. Because I haven't seen that before of people taking like conjuring the dead so lightly. Yeah, they that were just, is just like a fun TikTok, and yeah, it was like, just
0: a fun TikTok trick.
1: And she starts getting like they even say that she's you know gets a little fame on TikTok because you know who's not who people are going to watch that and be like oh that's fake you know whatever it's not like oh my god someone posted the ghost surreal well
0: that yeah that says a lot about TikTok in itself yeah. is that those kinds of videos are done a lot um even now but everyone's just kind of like oh that's a cool." my kids watch them all the time and everyone's kind of just accepted that those are just tricks
1: (laughs) well your kids were half convinced that the grimace shake was real (laughs) you know (laughs) what i wasn't mad about that because
0: those things just look gross so whenever they're like the grimace shake if we drink it it's gonna kill us i was like you're right it will don't drink it
1: (laughs) yeah that that does say something like i said i think this movie has a good you know, maybe the kids are going to be okay. This may, movie made me feel like maybe the kids, the Zoomers are going to be okay. They can make good movies. They can have some understanding of themes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> even if they're a little on the nose.
0: Yeah. It's, even though it was on the nose, it, it was, I thought it was still a really good movie and maybe, and because it's their first movie that they've directed, maybe the next one, they can not be so on the nose. Uh, another,
1: another thing that I noticed from this is like, so they were a horror Uh, not horror, they were not horror. They were a comedy YouTube and they went into a horror movie and I just think this is a funny trend it's like you know Jordan Peele did the same thing oh yeah and it's just a thing of when like when somebody does comedy they're like oh now I can really do what I want I want to do the most fucked up shit ever <laughs>
0: I don't know a lot of peop- funny people are also we, we do the, the same thing when we do work some of, of the do most, most in tune and darkest people just because they are constantly thinking about humanity and the funny things that pull us all together
1: you gotta <laughs> you gotta laugh to get through how fucked up everything is that's for sure
0: yeah I mean, I, I mean, I think I'm kind of funny sometimes, and I am also one of the. I have some of the weirdest and most fucked up thoughts ever. So. Well, yeah,
1: they know that they listen to this podcast. <laughs> so where things start to go wrong is the younger brother Riley talks them into letting him do the hand, right? And uh, it starts talking like it is Mia's mother, so she wants to like prolong the talk because she thinks it's her mother saying goodbye yeah and then this ends up with riley then snaps snaps into maybe another ghost maybe it is the mother and like slams his head against the wall and the table and starts fucking up his face. Oh my gosh,
0: this scene kind of stressed me out. It was it was well done. It was really well done. If if you if the effects are so good that I start it getting it was Ill, brutal. It was brutal, and that's whenever I know the effects are good because I, there's there's only like one thing that actually makes me a little like ugh, whenever I'm watching in a horror movie, even if I know it, I know it's fake. Obviously, it's just the sound of bones cracking.
1: Yeah, they did good with the effects and stuff.
0: <laughs> and and people. Sl- slamming their head into a wall i don't know why and I his think eye gets
1: all fucked up I and think he there tries was to pull his eye whenever out i was a
0: kid there was probably a horror movie i watched or something that i probably shouldn't have been watching and something like that happened and it probably just embedded in my brain and i hate it now but i was like Ugh. <laughs> i was watching it so this kid's just slamming his head against the wall
1: so because this thing was prolonged you the the That tricked them into prolonging it so they didn't quite, you know, they were trying to keep him from bashing his head in so they don't blow it out, right?
0: Yeah, so um, his sister puts her hand on the fireplace and fucks her
1: own hand up. But you're not sure from earlier with her that she might have lasted too long on it, too. They kind of get make that ambiguous. She got a
0: little bit, she went a little bit over 90 seconds.
1: Yeah, they kind of treat the, the hand stuff like drugs. Mm-hmm. And that's another theme in the movie, too, about kids doing drugs. Kids
0: doing drugs. Because
1: there's a scene earlier where the kids are, like, smoking. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another parallel in the movie of the kids hiding and using this hand and doing it too long and going too far. And that's another theme and in parallel to drug use a for teenagers—a kid teenagers. too
0: young doing it. Yeah, that And, then, was the big part and too. then really fucking himself yeah, up. Yeah, they,
1: they let they let someone too young and vulnerable do it. Right. Yeah, there's multiple themes in it. It's not just grief. So no,
0: it's not. It's not just grief. Um, I just I don't I, I, never mind. I don't know where I was going with that.
1: <laughs> so um, you know the so this kid's completely fucked up his face and the he he like tried to pull his eye out and the he's got it's all um fucked up it's like puffy the effects on that were good everyone's pissed off at mia and she's still seeing ghosts yeah
0: i still i do agree with them being pissed off pissed off at mia mia uh shouldn't have let him do it
1: (laughs) and they act like that too like i said that's a lot of the parallels to the drug use because they blame her and they think it's drugs at first
0: yeah they do and then
1: they say that he doesn't have any drugs in his system um so they kind of try to figure out where the hand came from and that was the first scene in the movie you see somebody kill themselves after they've been possessed and and stab his brother so that's kind of yeah that's kind of where another theme that i thought was similar to smile so like one of the themes in smile was that somebody that has a trauma does fucked up shit and they give someone else trauma right uh that kind of had some of the same stuff that the trauma's passed on mm-hmm. and Pat so this hand has already been through a group before and this is another group that it's passed on to mm-hmm. so you know most of the middle of the movies Mia trying to see ghosts and um, trying to figure out what's going on while also trying to figure out if she can talk to her actual mom her dead mom right she, she, keeps trying she, to she tries to take the hand the and conjure the mom again and talk to the mom And, um, so it leads to a scene in the middle of the movie, which is probably one of the funniest parts.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, and I'm like, well, I thought Barbie showed a lot of feet.
0: Oh my God. This, this scene, I shouldn't have laughed the way that I did, but I did. And I'm sorry, everyone in the theater with me, but it uh, was
1: funny. I'll, I'll give it to you. I think it's a genuine (laughs)
0: laugh. (laughs) So Mia and Jade's boyfriend, which um, is someone that she used to like. Which is, they held hands once or well, something. Well, you know, in high
1: school, that's important. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: okay. That's
1: big in high school. That's big in high school. That's no. how we started.
0: Okay. Well, we ended up banging that night.
1: Well, you know... Um, but, but hand-holding, that's how we knew that it was going to lead to something serious. Someone
0: had to tell you I was flirting with you because you that's weren't true. getting it.
1: That's true. I am a dumbass. because <laughs> Someone does have to... Someone has to go there. That's that's. Normally, accurate. I
0: don't have to resort to hand-holding whenever they understand I'm flirting with well, them. Well, even,
1: even afterwards, I was like, did she mean to do that? Maybe she was reaching I for a I her thought drink. you meant, like, after we banged. Like, did she mean to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Is she flirting with me? <laughs> does she like me? Does oh. she like me? I don't know. <laughs> it just be like that sometimes <laughs> so uh the the sister of uh, jade you know she go she she's like oh i'm scared can you please come home with me i've been seeing things to jade's boyfriend so that's kind of a betrayal of her friend that Kayla thinks is a see you next Tuesday.
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say I wouldn't be friends with her. I didn't.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd be friends with that cunt. I mean, I am <laughs> friends with cunts.
0: I am a cunt. I so,
1: just... <laughs> so they have a little awkward moment. They don't do anything and they sleep, you know, the not gay way where they have their feet pointing in opposite directions. Feet 69. Feet, they're feety 90. Feety 90. <laughs> <laughs> you know, depending on those people's fetish, that could be even worse they're they're beady 90 and so so Mia sees uh, a ghost crawl up the side of the bed and then this ghost does the most disgusting thing you can think a ghost could do and starts sucking and slobbering over his toes (laughs) so she's trying to wake him up like oh wake up there's a ghost slurping on your big toes! there's a ghost slurping on
0: your foot (laughs) and then he wakes up and it's her (laughs) and somehow he didn't kick her in the face i'm just saying i would have just been like that tickles and then kicked
1: her teeth out (laughs) that's exactly what i would have done
0: i would have been like oh my god that tickles so
1: he's
0: like um he i mean i guess the more proper reaction where he's like what the fuck
1: (laughs) yeah and he's like you're fucked up by and she's like no 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 and this isn't like this isn't like a
0: i'm not whenever i say that her his, his foot was in her mouth. It wasn't like just his big toe. And she's sexually she
1: like. Mraw. She has like
0: half of his foot in her mouth, and she's like. Walk, walk.
1: She's like trying to deep throw his foot. <laughs> she's trying to deep foot over there. She's go. She's giving the guac on his foot. <laughs> she's giving the walk walk. Uh, the walk walk. <laughs> the walk <walk-a-walk>. walk. <laughs> so that scene was legitimately funny wasn't really framed funny but come on
0: <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be funny i don't think the, but I they're like
1: what's the most fucked up thing this ghost can do <laughs> suck on feet <laughs> so anyways <laughs> the movie moves how
0: on. many times are we gonna put feet scenes yeah, yeah this is the year of the
1: feet scene you know <laughs> quentin tarantino's love in cinema right he now is. this is, this is the year <laughs> He's like, I inspired this. Yeah, my touch on cinema is secure.
0: <laughs> I can die now.
1: <laughs> so, so, the movie moves on and she uh, gets more convinced that her mom is talking to her. And she goes to the hospital and she talks to another ghost, a little little kid ghost. You can trust it. It's a little kid ghost.
0: Yeah, I always, I always trust the kid ghost. I always ghost. trust children. Yeah. <laughs> little kid appears to me with big black eyes. I'm like, H- yeah, I do trust you. <laughs>
1: Whatever you say, kid. Whatever you say. <laughs> and they're like, I like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the kid says that he's possessed and that there's, they show him a clip of him in hell. Uh, and that he's possessed and his spirit's in hell. And the only way to end his torment is to kill him so
0: that she, scene in hell was actually it done was really was, good it was done
1: really well because it was really quick they didn't linger on it too long and it was just very clo- m-
0: i can still like remember it in yeah, my me head. too. They, yeah. they did
1: it really vividly in really close-up shots see this movie's good it's just i wish it was a little more unique with its plot like it was the the, the thing is the movie is done really well but there's not a lot of uniqueness to it i think
0: yeah it doesn't stand out against anything that i have personally seen over and over again
1: yeah, I mean, all the scenes are shot well at well acted. Um, so go see it. Um, so as we continue to spoil it, go see it.
0: <laughs> go as we see continue it. We've, to we've
1: it. <laughs> tell you what happens, you should still watch it. <laughs> uh, so, so she uh, talks to her mom, and her mom says that the same thing: they need to kill her. So that's where she goes home. And she has an interaction with the dad where the dad actually comes out and admits that the mom killed herself. Oh, that's what she does. She talks to the mom and asks her mom, the ghost of her mom, if she killed herself.
0: And the mom is like, no, baby, I would never leave you. I um, did that on accident. I wasn't trying to leave you at all.
1: Yeah. So when her dad comes out to her... And tells her the truth. She doesn't believe it. And like I said, the way that the movie interacts with the dad, I thought was done really well too. Because in the beginning of the movie, they obscure his face. A lot of the times he's trying to call her and contact her. And she's just pushing him away. So Mm -hmm. it really shows that like she's pushing him away. And you don't even see his face until this scene. Where it does show an actual close-up of his face. As he tells her this. And she doesn't believe it and buy it. And
0: he's reading an actual letter that that the mom wrote. And you know Riley had said something earlier in the film too that he had been told and he thought that the mom her mom was depressed mm. and that she took her own life and and he kind of like has a moment where he's like oh okay he kind of drops it which is you know I thought that was well More done too yeah, yeah it is realistic you're not going to keep pushing someone to admit that their parent killed themselves
1: yeah so um She ends up being attacked in her room by her dad. Who she thinks is her dad. Uh, Yeah, who she thinks is her dad. And then I think that feeds back into the themes, too, of Mm. the conflict with him. And then he runs in the room and she... Stabs as, him in the neck.
0: As soon as she's having a moment of clarity, she uh, yeah. stabs him in the neck, and, and then re- realizes she's just what like, she did.
1: By deuces,
0: yeah, she just leaves him with the scissors in his neck,
1: and uh, or no, she
0: takes him out, which is the, the worst scissors. thing
1: you can do. Yeah, so then she runs to the hospital to try to finish the deed.
0: Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna try to kill Riley,
1: and then her, like all the way there, her mom, like uh, Riley's mom, mm-hmm. um, you know, forgives her yeah and they're like i forgive you it wasn't drugs i'm sorry i was mean to you and she's like oh okay well i'm here to kill your kid okay and she's
0: like can i have a moment with riley and, I, and this mom just walks out and she's like okay sweetie and i'm like that mom is stupid <laughs> yeah so i would never just so everyone knows and this isn't a thing of like i'm not i'm not in that i would never
1: <laughs> yeah so you know instead of Killing him in the hospital. She gets him in a wheelchair and just wheels him out of the hospital. Which, you know, normally I'd be like, isn't there some security there that would stop him? But I live in East Tennessee and I know that you could just do that in the hospital in East yeah, Tennessee. I was they in have the no hos- security. That
0: literally happened to me. <laughs> I was in the hospital for over, oh, it was a week in, in February. And it was past closing and everything and past visiting hours. And uh, Sam... Came by to see me, and him and my fr- and our other friend Emily just walked through the hospital and through a wing that no one was even in, and there was no one there to stop them. And yeah, they just so walked right I, in. I don't,
1: I'm like, okay, they could have stolen me. There, there was another scene in The Baker, too, that was kind of similar where he was in the hospital and. The hitmen were coming into the hospital, and I had the same. I had the same thought. I'm like, normally I would wonder where the security is, but you know what? I know hospitals, and you can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we've you've literally done that.
1: Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't uh, challenge that. So uh, he she's like, oh well, the easiest way to kill him is to obviously dump him on to an off-ramp yeah, wheelchair
0: <laughs> this poor kid and just throw him in the traffic
1: that, that's obviously the least painful thing i can come up with at I the moment like, i don't what, know i'm stressed what the <laughs> fuck just
0: bring a fucking gun or something God. it's australia
1: i don't know their gun law no they have a lot of guns everyone has a gun in Every, australia everyone never mind has a gun They got to they got to worry about the kangaroos, which is another thing that's brought up at the beginning. Uh, They see a dead kangaroo, a dying kangaroo.
0: And she won't kill it. I'm sure
1: this is an everyday event (laughs) in Australia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was like, what is making that noise? And I'm sure
1: that dying. Yeah. Kangaroos are weird. That they're just there. It's like it's like a squirrel. You're like, oh, kangaroo in the backyard.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm always I I'm always just taken aback whenever I just hear a weird cry, and then I know the movie's in Australia because it goes down and it's just a kangaroo, and I'm like, I don't know what I would fucking do.
1: Yeah, like you put down the kangaroo. Yeah. So so they have a, even a little flashback to that, just in case you forgot, uh, where she feels like she has to put it down because she's so bad at putting things down when they need to. Mm-hmm. And um, so spoilers. <laughs> we've already spoiled so much of this movie spoilers watch the movie spoilers she throws herself into traffic
0: yeah well i don't know that she she means to throw herself into traffic I think she did this this, uh yeah
1: i think she made the decision on her own she
0: made the decision on her own (laughs) because the sister is right behind her and she has riley in her arms so i don't know that it seemed kind of dicey at first
1: maybe but i i feel i thought that she kind of broke through at the end was like fuck this i'm gonna kill myself
0: yeah I don't know I feel it can kind of be interpreted either way that she either because she's still kind of had that moment where she was having kind of a breakthrough and then then again there was still that voice of her mom saying that she needed to do it she needed to it was going to free Riley and then the sister obviously is behind her I don't know if maybe the sister kind of pushed her and got the got Riley or what I mean, I think that it could kind of go either way in
1: that. Yeah, um, that doesn't really matter. The outcome's the same. No,
0: yeah, the outcome's the same. I'm just saying. But I, but I, it, think, I actually kind of liked it, though, that that kind of it was so ambiguous. It was so dicey that it wasn't entirely clear. I,
1: I think the movie has a pretty clear theme on suicide, so it's more thematically
0: it's resonant if she kills herself yeah i mean
1: which is this ending is another one of those things where i'll go ahead and and get to the very end so she is in a weird world and guess what she's dead and things are black the end
0: yeah she's dead and (laughs) she's she's dead she's walking through a hospital thinking that she's alive and then all her fingers are bent backwards and broken and she walks through a door and she sits down and she's holding someone's hand and he's saying talk to me Yeah.
1: yeah And, um, so I think this, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, that's a horror ending. It's a, it's a good thematic, thematic wrap up of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one, like I was saying earlier that, um, you know, some people that are like, I didn't like the ending. It had a sucky ending. And I'm like, I thought the ending, uh, you know, wrapped up the themes and had something really interesting to say. And the other person's like, themes. I just didn't like that. It was sad. <laughs> <laughs> You know,
0: you mean the fact that it was sad is that a theme?
1: You know, like oh, I thought it was dumb how she killed herself. That I, I, I yeah, was it, sad. it
0: wouldn't have made sense if yeah. it had a total three sixty turnaround See, ending with all of the thematic buildup to that point.
1: That that was a that's a problem with like a lot of like you know, late 80s movies and 90s movies, especially is there's so much studio interference where endings of movies would be changed because they would show a movie to a test audience and the test audience would be a bunch of, you know, media literate yokels who are like, I didn't like the ending. It made me feel sad. And like the director's like, uh, the ending is the heart of the movie. It really wraps up the story and the th- themes and what I was trying to say with it. And then the producers were like, fuck you, make it the most happy thing in the world. So yeah. I think all, some audiences expect that type of bullshit, and I'm glad this movie didn't go that way and it actually had a, an ending that...
0: I would have taken I would have taken points off of it if it had just done a 360 turnaround and been yeah. like, and then she, you know, turned her life around and she was fine. Like, it, it was not building up to that at all. Why would you do that?
1: Yeah, it still had, you know, I still would have enjoyed the ride, the good effects and the acting, but it had a good theme in its ending and it wrapped things up well. It's just... Didn't, um, I think this, this director team, I think that if they get, I think they wrote this script. Um, I think they did. I didn't, I thought the script was good. The script was good. I'm just talking about like, you know, the uniqueness. It was basically a Ouija board possession movie Mm -hmm. that dealt with themes. Like that was the framing. It's not, the themes are there, but the framing is, is not unique. Yeah. So
0: it was shot really well, but I feel like if you're going to do a movie, a horror movie like this, then um, that's been done over and over. Put some more interesting shots in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they had some interesting shots. It did
0: have, some, and I'm saying consistently throughout the entire thing. Like,
1: uh, I think So I'm excited to see whatever these guys work on next. Um, don't really have much more to say about it.
0: No, I, don't, I mean, like I gave it three and a half stars. It's a good movie i liked it i recommend it to people i mean i would recommend you seeing this in theaters too honestly it's it was a good I theater mean,
1: we, watch we recommend you seeing any movie that we say is good and anything that's uh three and a half stars or higher you should see in theaters yeah
0: i mean three star movies can really just go either way i mean if you really want to see it then go see it in the theater but if not then wait for it to hit streaming but three and a half and up yeah go see it in the theater it was a good watch. Yeah. So
1: we're probably just going to see a whole lot more indie movies like this, hopefully with the writer's strike. Hopefully it's not a desert, but we'll see. We'll see how the upcoming episodes of ours is coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's it for this week.
0: Uh, yep. I uh, can't think of anything else to say. If you like our podcast, please continue to review us wherever you're listening to this from. It helps boost our podcast to be seen by others in their feed. Follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at unhinged movie podcast. Our Patreon should be linked now and, and you can um, subscribe on there or send us money to watch a movie of your choice. Yeah.
1: That was really fun to do. <laughs> it uh, was, I want like really, to do, I wanna do it again. Uh, The movie we're reviewing next week was so bad we had to mup it all the way through it. So I like those type of movies. Send us a bad movie. Let us mup it through a movie for you. Yeah.
0: Send us like, like you don't have to send us some art movie to watch or something. Send us the worst schlockiest movie you can think of and we will mup it through (laughs) me and Sam are each other's entertainment in all bad movies yeah when we go
1: see a movie and it's bad we make sure that we are entertained somehow
0: (laughs) We we start looking over at each other and we're like it's that movie huh (laughs) yeah like we're we're gonna be the
1: assholes that are talking in the middle of this movie (laughs) where we're we're normally we're trying to pay attention and we're like nope (laughs) if somebody gets mad I'm like why are you trying to pay attention to this (laughs) why would you
0: pay attention to this
1: movie it sucks yeah (laughs)
0: so follow us on social media make us watch a movie on Patreon and we will see you all next time
1: bye